Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, it's the second hour of Oilers Now. It's 105 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Our title sponsor of Oilers Now is Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with Thorder Door sales reps. You're all in one convenient location is digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. One of the things that's been uh, really noticeable this year uh, has been the availability and openness of um, uh, sort of the orders from a, a management perspective, and uh, we haven't heard no yet. Uh, we, we didn't hooked up with Ken Holland before the start of the season. We did an interview with him about 23 or 24 games in a year, and we thought we'd do something here during the All-Star break. And Ken Holland is our orders now headliner for touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. So we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, where we're joined by uh, the Oilers General Manager, Ken Holland. Ken, it's Bob. How are you? Good, Bob. Nice to be with you. Yes. Thank you for taking time to join us here on Oilers Now. Ken, uh, how closely were you watching as the Oilers, you know, played that Saturday afternoon game, got the big win against Arizona? How closely were you watching things on, uh, you know, sort of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday a bit to see what was happening with the other Pacific Division teams and the other Western Conference teams to sort of see where you were going to be at heading into the All-Star break here? That's an interesting question. I think scoreboard watching, you usually wait till the last 10 or 15 games, but given that there's five teams within a point, certainly scoreboard watching on a, on an every night basis. So uh, um, obviously a lot of our guys, uh, some of the teams of our division played another game or two. I think we're kind of sitting in the same spot. So, uh, you know, excited to, to get going here next week. Certainly um, it's going to be an exciting race. Um in our division and in the Western Conference. 6-1-1 in the last eight games, a time that has coincided with Leon Dreisaitl being put down the middle, permanently at least, uh, in the short term here, and Kyler Yamamoto's recall. Um, Coincidence? Or is there something to it that those moves occurred and the team started, and the team got some practice time in? Uh, Mike Smith played well, but do you think part and parcel to it was sort of you know committing dry settle full time down the middle, looking for a little bit more balance, and then maybe the emergence yeah, I, I, with Yamamoto? Yeah, I do. I I I I think it's it's never just one thing, but I certainly think that that um, that was a big. A big has been a big factor in 
our recent run, you know, spreading, you know, we're not, uh, you know, early in the year, obviously Leon was with, with Connor and they were, they were off and running and uh, we weren't getting any secondary scoring, but our, our, our secondary players were doing a good job of, of killing the uh, penalty killing and, and checking. But over 82 games, you got to have some. You got to have a depth of scoring because the other team is going to do everything that they can to uh, to shut down your people that that, that produce. So certainly, the, the you know going through the Christmas break, I think just getting a break. Yamamoto coming up, uh, going down to uh, having having uh, Leon on one line, Connor on another line, um, has certainly been a factor in uh, a big factor in um, uh, our recent run. Ken, you didn't draft Yamamoto. Uh, has he surprised you in terms of what he has brought? I mean, when you draft a guy, you know the player literally, you know, from the year before he was drafted to, you know, you draft him and then he's through your developmental system. You come in the list. Not that you're not aware of who the players are, but were you a little bit surprised at the juice he's given the team? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I didn't get to see him in training camp. He had the, you know, he didn't play any preseason games. He had the, the, the wrist injury um, or the hand injury. Um, you know, then he went down to the American League, got off to a great start. I think he scored four goals in the first four games. Keith Gretzky was down there, was 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 saying a lot of uh, sending back a lot of uh, good reports. Um, and then he got hurt again, and uh, or got hurt and missed missed a little bit of time, but. Uh, Certainly, he's come up and done everything that um, we could have hoped and we could have asked for. I like he's pursuing the puck. Uh, he uh, he's he's uh, he, you know he can transport the puck if he has to. Certainly, he's got hands and he's got hockey sense. I watched him a lot. I watched him three, four, five times in his draft year. Uh, uh, I think we had pick eight or pick nine. So so I was I watched him a little bit in his draft class. Very very intelligent hockey player. Uh, great set of hands. And uh, you know he's worked here over the last year or two to get more comfortable, and, and uh, um, certainly he's been a a very very positive positive addition for uh, for our team at this point in time in, in the season. And and, and looks like uh, he's very comfortable playing with uh, with with uh, you know Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Leon Dreisaitl, who are two. Uh, very, very talented forwards. The other thing that's occurred is we're joined by Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. On top of that second line really giving you a, kind of a different look is Riley Sheehan and Josh Archibald have uh, developed some chemistry. You, you signed a bunch of guys on one-year deals at cheap prices because that's that's all you could really afford to do. Uh, it, it's got, I mean, you had history with Sheehan. Uh, Dave Tippett knows Archibald's family pretty well. Those guys have been good fits here, haven't they? Yeah, I, mean, I think you know, along with what you've talked about splitting those lines up. Certainly now, you know, for the longest time, um, you know, early in the year, it, it, it was it was Connor and Leon, and 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 then, and then obviously JJ Karras scored scored some goals. But but the, we had a lot of people that just uh, uh, couldn't really get her going. We believed and, and 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 hoped and thought that if we you know if you, you, you play long enough, that they uh, people will start to find. The levels that they uh, they perform at certainly again Ryan Nugent Hopkins got a bit off to a slow start he's now up with 13 points in his last eight games so people start to, you look you look at the Garden record book and you start to see you know um, Archibald I think at you know 10 11 12 double figure double digit goals last year um, 
you know, so they weren't going to go, these guys weren't going to go all year and not score any goals or one goal. So uh, we're starting, not only have we have two lines that, that produce uh, on a regular basis, you know, we're starting to get the Archibald's pitched in, Nygaard had a goal, Sheehan uh, is pitched in a little bit. And that's really going, has to be the formula for for success. So I just think that we're starting to find some chemistry. Dave Tippett's done, a, a, I think, a great job in in, in giving um, roles and responsibility. And we're we're starting to feel good about itself. So. You know, you, you you always worry a little bit when you're when you're really got it up and running. You're starting to play good, and all of a sudden you shut down for ten games or ten days. How you're going to come out of the uh, out of the break? But uh, you know, some teams start on Monday. We we can practice Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and and then we've got some massive games coming up. Obviously, Wednesday, uh, Calgary, and Friday, St. Louis, and into Calgary, and then and then and, and into Arizona. So uh, we we've got some huge games coming up right out of the gate. Um. I know you. You know sometimes trades happen quickly, other times they take some time. You got 13 games until the NHL trade deadline. Is it fair to say the players are going to decide the course of action that you're going to take? The team's performance will ultimately decide sort of how assertive you're going to be in the trade market to add. Well, I would say to you first off, the standings dictate determine. To some degree, what you do, then you got to then you've got to determine what do you need, what's the price, and are we a cup contender? Can we win a round? Like like I can tell you that I think all sixteen teams can win a round. Anybody that makes the playoffs can all sixteen teams win four rounds. That gets to be a little more difficult because yeah. you start to get into the final four. So. I think those are all the factors as we go forward here will we'll factor into, you know, and the other thing, obviously I did it for a long time, Bob, in Detroit. We were, we were in the playoffs for a lot of years, and a lot of years we were, uh, we were um, a contender. Um, you're spending future assets. You're spending assets. You've got to spend assets. You've got to spend assets. So you've also got to factor in, and you've only got so many assets. So you got to factor in: Is it now? Am I going to? Am I going to? Am I going to go all in now, or am I going to? Am I going to be a little more patient? Those are all the things that we're going to determine here over the next three weeks. We're, I'm going into after Tucson here for the next two nights. Bakersfield at Tucson. I'm going into Palm Springs for six days, and we've got our amateur scouts coming in, our pro scouts coming in. And certainly, when our pro scouts are are, are in here, those are the things that we're going to talk about uh, as we go through the other 30 teams and and and. and watch how we get uh, what we do coming out of the gate. Ken, you've got, you know, two 30-year-old goaltenders, a 31 and 37-year-old net miner. They're both capable of starting. You re-signed Caleb Jones already, a, you know, a young sort of cheaper defenseman for the next couple of years. You've got Bouchard, Broberg, Samarukov down the road. Um, you know, I think with Benning coming back, you've, you've probably got some depth on defense. In a perfect world, would you, if you could add... Would you add sort of to the middle six up front at forward? Yeah, I think probably. I, I think probably you'd, you'd, uh, you'd have sort of, that's where we would we would probably add. Um, you know, you know, you know, Bob. The hard part is you never know until you get on the phone. Like I <laughs> certainly, you know, I look, I look at our team and I feel 
better today or good today, you know, that we've got some some scoring up and down our lineup. Certainly, every, you've always got some wants and needs. Can you give this and that and that? Well, is it, is it available? What's the cost? Um, those are the things I've got to go through here over the next three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I love Pajot. I know you can't talk about a specific player, but so I'll say I love Pajot, but I know they want minimum a first-rounder. I wouldn't, to me, that would be problematic. I mean, and then I'm sitting there going, and I know he's not the player, but do we see different players coming out of breaks as well? Like Gaetan Haas, to me, in the final four or five games, looked like he was on fumes. Does he come back and is he recharged and re-energized? You know, does Jujarakera get the kick in the butt that maybe he needs to be a little bit more consistent and give you – you don't know those things until you come back from the break, do you? Well, and the other thing, Bob, is, you know, again, I made lots of deadline deals, and I'm lots of teams, sometimes they don't work. Like, sometimes you add them and it just it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't give you the boost – that you hope, and other times it's the perfect. You know, I, I think back to 2008 when we traded a second-round pick for Brad Stewart, and and he was the perfect fit to our team. He finished off our top four. We won the cup in 08. We went to Game Seven in 09, and he was our. He finished off our top four with Lindstrom, Rafalski, and and Cronwell. So, but there's other times. Uh, you know, I, I I traded a. I think in 2015, I I traded a third-round pick for Zidlicki. I traded a second-round pick and a prospect to to to, to get a. A forward, and we lost in the first round in Game Seven to to Tampa Bay. So there are no guarantees that because you make an addition that that you're going on a longer run. But certainly, if the team plays well, if the team plays well and puts themselves in a position as a manager, you do feel some uh, responsibility to to try to pitch in and make your team a little bit deeper, a little bit better. If you can, that's what I, that's where I got to weigh the prices. But sir, first off, is we got to get out of the gate. We got to hit the ground run, and we got to continue playing. As uh, you know, if you lose four, you know, you can fall out of it in a in a real hurry. Vice versa, if you can win three or four in a row, you can really put yourself in a great position. I, I don't want to to go too far inside here, but when you were in Detroit, did you talk to your leadership core at certain times during the year about you know what potentially might need to be done to improve? And conversely, would you have those conversations with current players? I, I don't even know if that's something a manager does. Uh, what I did in Detroit was, you know, once or twice a year, I would have a chat with. Um, the captain, whether it was Steve Eiserman, whether it was Nick Lidstrom, whether it was Henrik Zetterberg, to get their perspective on, you know, one one of the times, obviously, is at the end of the year, the year and exit meeting. Uh, I, I'll do an exit interview with everybody, and certainly I'll, I'll give the captain an opportunity to uh, to really give me his thoughts on uh, what he thinks about the team. And, yeah. and uh, you know, during the season, uh, probably once um, I, I would I would do this I will do this I expect to do the same with with Connor McDavid as I did with my other captains. Okay, speaking of Connor uh, tonight, Ken, there's a documentary that comes out. Whatever it takes on Connor's. Uh, uh, arduous journey to return and be ready to go at uh, the start of the uh, regular uh, season. I had no idea that he was having overcome the challenges that he did. Uh, How much trepidation were you 
sort of looking at the start of the year, wondering whether or not this phenom was going to be able to uh, be ready to go because obviously it's a complete game changer for the organization if he's in a lineup instead of out for a month or two. Well, I, um, you know, I, I came on board May 6th, probably, what, a month? A good month after the season ended. Yep. And he obviously got injured the last game of the year. So there's a month there of of, 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 of um, opinions, medical opinions, and, and meetings um, between the McDavid camp and the Oilers and, 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 and doctor opinions. Um, you know, when I was talking to Bob Nicholson, about the job, I asked him how Connor McDavid's doing. Um, he, he gave me a very positive report. So, uh, <laughs> and Bob and I chuckle at the odd time about this. He gave me a very positive report. And then I was a little surprised when I got on the phone about a few days after I took the uh, the call. I was on a call with Mark Lindsay and Jeff Jackson and uh, Gary Roberts was on there and Dr. Naidu and, and, and uh, TD Force and uh, they started talking about the the, the, the severity of uh, of the injury. Injury. I was I was a, a little surprised, um, uh, but I will say that uh, you know the there was great communication between the Oilers people and the McDavid camp. Um, uh, Connor was incredibly committed to working. You know, day after day after day in the gym, on the ice, uh, in the pool, doing whatever that he could do to get himself ready to get back to start the season. You know, in, in June, or you know, we weren't sure about the time frame. We thought we'd wait until August and we'd have a better read on the time frame. Certainly, it was a bit of a nervous time for me going through June and July, not right. ready, knowing the status of where uh, where Connor was at so uh you know really um hats off to the to to, to Mark Lindsay and uh, and Jeff Jackson and the people all the work that they did and and and, and uh, the orders people the Dr. Naidu and and and, and uh, TD Force and most importantly to the to, to Connor who uh who dug in big time and uh worked incredibly hard to get himself uh, back in the back for opening night you use the word grind, right? He he grinded, man. I use that word a lot because the league is so tough. Uh, life's tough for everybody. Whether you're whether you just work every day, it's you got to grind. You got to you got to dig in. You got to compete. If you want to have success, or if you want to overcome adversity, you got to grind. You got to you got to dig in. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you go here, but I got one more. So you mentioned you got the the pro meetings. Uh, we talked about the depth in the defense, and I'd even throw. You know, you guys have to make a decision on a Nima Linen or a Berglund, uh, and I might be inclined to one's a lefty, one's a righty. If uh, Broberg stays another year in Sweden, maybe assign both those guys. But you have some depth on defense. Would it be fair to say, Ken? There is a little bit of a reluctance to move picks. Uh, you're going to have to give up a third, most likely, because of the Neil Lucic trade. And the reality is you probably at some point need to add a little bit more forward depth on the developmental side of the organization. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I guess I would say this as I've been here. Obviously, the depth of defense is the strength of our organization. Um, you know, we're, we've, we've, got a, I, we've got a good defense and we've got lots of, lots of kids, young players that, that we think have the potential to play in the National Hockey League. Um as we go forward here, 
uh, you know, over the next year or two, um, it should give us the flexibility. First off, it's in a really important position. You got to be good on defense, you know, if you're going to have a good team. And you know, we'll see what the what the what what the future brings. Uh, I think you're talking trades. We'll we'll see what the future brings. But certainly, when you've got strength on the back end, it's it's uh, it's. It's a real advantage. It gives us flexibility. I'm even talking the upcoming draft. You got your amateur guys coming in. I mean, I, oh yeah, yeah. I think you, defenseman too. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying you got lots of you got lots of young deed. You need to add a couple more forwards in the mix here to develop out some forwards as well, potentially in the draft down the road. I mean, I guess if you said if you said will the Oilers draft the D or a forward and with our first round pick, probably probably a forward. But if you get to the pick and there's a D there, and, and when we just think he's, you know, you can always, if you got lots of D, you can always turn a D into a forward. You know, I, you know, I think that, you know, you can never be deep enough. The, the really good teams, Bob, are really good on defense. And, and, and uh, you can never have enough D and everybody's looking for D. So it always gives you flexibility. Well, let's hope that Tyler uh, Benson makes an impact here. Next couple nights is going to be a tough challenge for Bakersfield. They're playing a real good team in Tucson. And, Ken, you gave us 20 minutes. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Want to tell you that guests on the show receive guest certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown, north side, Short Park, and now open in West Edmonds Ball. In two minutes' time, we're going to come back and get to the Oilers injury report. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, all right, all right. It's uh, 128 in Edmonton. Let's go to the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Of course, Matt Bain's going to continue playing uh, with William Laguson down on the minors uh, for Bakersfield. What else you got, Brendan? Well, nothing really because there's no updates with no uh, players with their teams right now. But I'll go through a few of the key names sitting this weekend's All-Star festivities out. Despite being selected originally, of course, Alex Ovechkin taking it for personal reasons. Austin Matthews out with the wrist. Artemi Panarin's got the upper body issue. And Kyle Palmieri with the foot ailment. So, not all the stars shining bright there, Bob, but that's kind of what we come to expect. Alexander Ovechkin for personal reasons? That's how I framed it. Very politically correct. Yes. So I don't want to go. So, those are my personal reasons. All right. Uh, hey, you can go out to Brent Ridge Fort. Guess who's back? Uncle Milt. He was out in uh, Ontario watching the Bakersfield Condors play. Um, yes, Brent Ridge Fort, an eight time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They have a terrific service department at Brent Ridge 4. Right, right now is the right time to buy. They're clearing out their 2019 significant rebates, including on vehicles such as 2019 F-150s. Give the gang at Brent Ridge a call, 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Uh, yes, you got Rich, you got Johnny, you got Uncle Milton the gang out at Brent Ridge Ford. It is 1.30 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.